When I started my virtual assistant business way back in 2008, I was jumping straight in from my last corporate job. In that job, we had a lot to get done. There were endless projects, custom orders, to-do lists, customer service calls, and a lot more. And really, from the, our boss's point of view, ideally, they wanted to pay all of us for our productivity and how we helped the company move forward. The reality was, however, that all too often they paid us for being busy and looking productive and trying to fit all of that busy work into a specific block of time. And then during the opposite, during our high selling season, it was working endless hours, no matter the cost to our physical and mental health, just needed to get the work done and keep up with all the orders coming in. Working for myself, I found that all I had that same all or nothing mindset and I really didn't understand until years later that it could be different. The idea was to stay busy, do the work, and then when the time came, I could shut down my virtual office door, shut down the computer, and go home. You know, those five steps into the living room. I didn't take the time to evaluate the work I did or even take a few minutes to ask, is this work I should even be doing? Not taking the time to evaluate kept that keep busy, look busy, and feel busy habit in place. It took me years to break myself of that habit and of that way of thinking. And to be totally honest, there are times I still fight it today. It's so easy to fall into that way of thinking. Because busy makes us feel productive, like we're doing what we're supposed to be doing as business owners. But are we? Feeling busy is just one of the many ways that busyness lies to us. It's the lie of toxic hustle that we all too easily buy into. Today, I'd like to talk to you about how we view productivity in our online business world and how as women over 50, it's time to rethink productivity and think about healthy productivity. Hello there, and welcome to the Sila Entrepreneur Podcast, where we take a look at doing online business a little differently for women over 50. I'm your host, Marta Gertsen, entrepreneur and business owner since 2008, and for far too long, I struggled with trying to figure out what I wanted to be when my business and I grew up. I was tired of buying all the courses and downloading all the freebies, all in the hope that the answer I was longing for would suddenly appear. Turns out, clarity doesn't come in an instant. It's a journey of discovery and finding answers layer by layer. As I took action, I learned what type of work I really love to do, who I had fun serving, and the problems I love to help them solve. That clarity gave me the confidence to start designing a simple, sustainable business that I could steward well, and I'd love to help you do the same. If you're ready to find the clarity you're longing for, then you're in the right place. Let's take this journey of discovery together. If you've been around here for any length of time on the podcast, you've probably heard this before. Being in business is a marathon, it is not a sprint. I wanna run a few scenarios by you. Do any of these sound familiar? First scenario, there's this, I was crazy busy today, but what did I actually do day? You felt busy and the time crunch was real, but when you glance at your to-do list at the end of the day, you wonder, where did the time go? Then there's the second scenario. There are the days when we feel like we're on a roll, we're getting things done, and it feels so good to cross off items on our to-do list, but we push ourselves until the point of exhaustion just to make sure that everything on our list is crossed off and we don't feel behind already for the next day. Third scenario, work is going well, you're doing deep, meaningful work, you're really pleased with the results, only to look up and realize that there is time left in your day. So what do you do? You find work to fill the extra space. 
You want to feel productive and avoid that feeling of, oh, I'm being lazy. I'm not doing, I'm not doing this right. But where does this type of quote unquote productivity get you in the end? It gets you exhaustion. It reduces your quality of work. You have trouble getting up in the next morning. You often have decreased enjoyment in your business and you have irritated friends and family and pets. As you say, I'm almost done. Just one more minute. I just want to get one one more thing or have one more client to take care of. So it's easy for us to get discouraged when we don't get it all done, when we don't feel productive and we feel guilty for shutting off the computer when there's extra time in the day. And we wonder what in the world is wrong with me? As you listen to those three scenarios, at the center of them all is a very skewed view of what productivity actually is. Because remember, being busy does not mean you're being productive. In fact, it's often unhealthy, both mentally and physically. If we started our business for the freedom and flexibility we were needing and looking for, why do we force ourselves to work this way? I think it's because as entrepreneurs, we struggle with this thing called entrepreneuritis which basically means if it needs to be done, it has to be done by me and it has to be done now, no matter how long I've already been working today or this week. And here are a few other lies that busyness and toxic hustle feeds us. It's up to me to hold up all the stuff and all the things and hold it all together. If I keep moving, I can control all the things and hold all the stuff and things together. If she, insert whoever she is, can produce that much content, do that much marketing, get that much client work done in a day, etc., I can too, and I really should. And also, constant moving and busy work is productive. Busyness, constant productivity, and toxic hustle are ingrained habits. But if we look below those lies and look below the surface, there's just another layer sitting there, though, and it's, it's a layer that we all want to avoid. This layer includes things like addiction, productivity, and busyness is addicting. We feel productive, so we keep going. We feel needed, and we just feel like we're finally keeping up with the Joneses. It's a distraction. Productivity and busyness can distract us. If we keep going, keep trying, we don't have to ask the tough questions about why we can't stop doing, can't stop producing, and feel the need to constantly keep going. It's also vulnerable. Slowing down, on the other hand, makes us feel vulnerable. It feels unsafe. We wonder what we will see, feel, realize, and think about when we give ourselves time to look up from our productive, busy schedules, and that can seem really scary to face up to. And then also that lovely comparisonitis. When we are not keeping up with, you fill in the blank, I'm doing something wrong, I'm behind, I'm doing everything, I'm doing everything wrong. What do we need to do instead? We need to get a better understanding of what productivity looks like for us, our business, and the current season of life we are in. I want you to ask yourself and spend some time thinking about what does healthy productivity look like and feel like for me right now? We need to define what productive means to each of us, and we need to define it in light of the season of life we're in, the health issues we're dealing with, our business plans and goals, our need for intentional rest, deep rest, our family needs, and more, depending on your situation. So for step one, I want you to take time to evaluate a typical day and ask yourself a few questions. What got done? What didn't get done? Where did I waste my time? What what got done, but that really probably could have waited? What got done that wasn't even on my list? Any of you have to-do list people and you do something and you add it to the do list, to-do list so that you're feeling productive? Yep, that would be me. 
Does my calendar and to-do list reflect my goals, values, and priorities? Now, I want you to go back, and we're going to ask you have a few more questions. I want you to go back through that list of questions, look at your answers, and then ask yourself some analysis and evaluation questions. Did I try to cram too much into my day? Was it an impossible list to begin with? Did I plan for the unexpected? Did I create and plan for margin in my day to accommodate that unexpected? Did I plan to get done early so I could enjoy something else? Or did I just fill up that extra space with more busy work? Step two. And step two is we we need to get real with ourselves and learn to ask for help. And sometimes the scariest person we need to ask for help from is ourselves. We are our own worst critics and bosses. And I'll be the first to admit that asking for help is not the first thing I'm thinking of on the days that I don't get it all done. I'm not always sure what kind of help I needed, which is why step one, the evaluation, is so important. When I was a virtual assistant, I would come across this scenario a lot. My clients would come to me stressed out and know they needed help. They had this huge list of tasks that they needed to get done. But when we'd sit down and look at where they really needed help in their business, often they didn't know. They just knew that they were drowning and needed help. Use these I can't get it all days as a get real with yourself day and start using it as a point where you can start building a structure and a foundation so that you can see where you show up best for your clients, where you show up best and get the most energy. And what are some things that you could just start offloading and it's or you could just put off until later? So back to the question list. Once you look at those I can't get it all done days and you're getting real with yourself, I want you to ask yourself on your list of things that didn't get done, what did you dread doing? Maybe that's one reason it didn't get done. And what are you just not good at doing, but because you have entrepreneuritis, you feel like you need to do it and you need to do it yourself. On the other flip side, on the list of things that did get done, what did you enjoy doing? What did you really not like doing? What would make your heart sing to get it off of your plate? Just because we're good at something doesn't mean we want to do it or even need to do it. Ask yourself that too. What shouldn't have been on your plate in the first place? You look at that to-do list. Are there things that you added there just to feel busy or just because it's been sitting on your to-do list for a while? And what type of work was missing from your day? What kind of work would have lit you up and got you excited and really helped you talk to your clients or get in front of your uh, your best fit clients or just really do deep, meaningful work? What was missing from your day? Now, this is not a podcast about hiring or knowing when it's the right time to hire help for your business or for your home. There are way better podcasts and experts that can help you with that with that decision. What I can tell you is that one, we often hire too late. It is really hard for us to release work and place it in the hands of somebody else. And it's hard to make room in the budget to hire our first or second team member. And it's also hard for us to release control. It's hard for us to release that I, I've done this, I know how to do it, I can do it faster, and it's going to take too long to train somebody. And because of that, we put off hiring until it's too late. Two, as perfectionists, people pleasers, and worried about what others think about us, we often demand way too much of ourselves. We don't get the help we need, and that is on a, that leads us on down the road to burnout. Here's an important thing. Asking for help is not a bad thing, and it's not a sign of weakness. In fact, it's a sign of growth. It means that you have carefully evaluated where you're at, 
what you want to accomplish, and that you are putting together a plan of action on how to get it all done in a sustainable way. You may actually need to be your first fire instead of hiring. You need to get real with yourself about your expectations, your energy levels, your family obligations. All of that is a good starting point. We need to learn that letting go is a good thing. And we need to identify why we're holding on to something so tight and why we're holding on at all. Do we need to hold on? Why are we holding on? And yeah, why are we holding on to that, whatever it is, so tight? And then we need to ask, what am I afraid of? Is being busy helping me avoid what I don't want to face? Do I feel less than because I can't do it all like I used to and feel like I should? That one's a hard one. Ask me how I know. And step number three, we need to remember that Superwoman needs to leave the building. Can we get real for a minute? We aren't 30 anymore. We're not even 40. We have health issues, we are running businesses, we have aging parents, and we have very different priorities, goals, and ideas about how life and business should run than we did in our 30s and 40s. As women, we have created a set of unrealistic expectations, not only for ourselves, but others too. How long and how hard you work and how much energy you bring to that work has become a badge of honor. It's time to give others and ourselves some grace and to realize that we don't have to do it all. I can tell you that this is not an easy step to take. You will probably experience feelings of guilt and feelings of failure that you are needing help and that needs to stop. Instead of wearing the badge of honor of how long I worked and how many clients I helped today, wouldn't you rather be able to say, I loved working in and on my business today. I had fun. I worked with great clients, did meaningful work. And when I was done, I rested or I spent the rest of my day doing you fill in the blank. Doesn't that sound much a much better way to approach your work and review your work at the end of the day? When we are enjoying our work and we have healthy productivity, we have a business that we run instead of it running us. Our enjoyment of the work increases. We maintain our sanity. Some days that's a hard, that's a job in and of itself. The quality of our work increases, our relationships improve, our physical and mental health improves. Now that's a productivity list that I like. Wouldn't it be amazing to say, I liked today. I liked that I didn't get everything done on my list today, but I did get my priority work done and that is more than okay. So just a quick recap here. When we're looking at what it means to have healthy productivity, it's going to be unique to each of us. So step one, I want you to evaluate a typical day and ask the questions I mentioned earlier. Step two, I want you to get real with yourself and learn to ask for help from yourself, be kind to you in your current season of life and business, and from others, your family, fellow entrepreneurs. Maybe it's time to start building your team. And step three, I want you to remember that superwoman needs to leave the building. How long you work today or how long you work this week is not a badge of honor you need to continue carrying around. And lastly, I want you to spend some time defining what healthy productivity looks and feels like for you in light of your business as it is today, not when you first started or when you're back in your 30s or 40s, your physical and mental health, your energy levels, and your family obligations. I want you to be kind to yourself and get okay with not getting it all done today. Thanks for joining me. I hope you found some clarity or an aha moment that inspires you to take some action today. 
Before you go, could I ask a favor? I would really appreciate it if you could take a few seconds and leave a review of this show in the Apple Podcast app. Your review really does make an impact and helps spread the word about this show and gets it in the hands of other women who are looking to build simple and sustainable businesses of their own. Until next time.